Spoil your partner this Valentine's Day. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for big savings on big brand fragrances. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. This is the House of Ats. Hello, everybody, and welcome right across the SEN Radio Network. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, of course. They've got you covered this Valentine's Day. Save big on fragrances, and as always, thank you to Swiss. They look after us each and every day, and you can move confidently with a Swiss magnesium range. Already I'm laughing. Abby Caldwell's going to join us finally. She's a star. Yes. She's a rock star on and off the track. Finally, she's going to join Big us fan. in around 10 minutes' time. But I'm laughing because his man's on fire. The third person <laughs> self-congratulator of the year. The man who is the reigning champion, I assume, has already got out to a nice early lead. Jay Steezy. I, well, actually, I don't even know <laughs> what to call you. What's you going by this week? Kun Steph, because in in Thailand, I'm actually in Bangkok at the moment, and Kun is the way you say mister, so it's Kun Steph. Yes. But um, it's great to be back for another week, uh, Mr. Luke. And it's sad because I know that uh, you are in uh, in America, living the dream, getting ready for Super Bowl. But I'm getting I'm ready working, for man. the Adelaide Track Classic, Cameron, uh, that well, is coming uh, this Saturday. Yes. And I will be there live in living colour. So for all our listeners, uh, make sure you come say hi to Kun Steph, which I'll be the Steph when I get back in Australia. So uh, it's going yeah, uh, to be hot, hot, hot. You're not Kun Steph once you get to Australia. You're the Steph, correct? Yeah, the Steph, mate. That's done. It. Beautifully done. In, in. Hey, let's. You know what? You've started us in the perfect spot because there is a lot going on. We're going to start with Adelaide this weekend, and we have touched on it a lot. We have touched on a lot yeah. how this Chemist Warehouse Summer of Athletics is going to be big, and really it fires up this week. The opener on Saturday night. We know about the Murray plant in a couple of weeks' time, but uh, 6.30 is when it all starts. We're going to see the fastest woman ever, the Australian 100-metre national champion. Tori Lewis is going to do what she does, but but she's going to do it over the 200 metres, which I do like. This is going to be great, man. This is going to be great. Caleb Lord's going to be there, Aidan Murphy. We are seeing our, hey, our man, Matthew Denny. This is the creme de la creme of some of these Australian yeah, athletes. Even Joey Dean gets out back on the track uh, yep. in Adelaide as well, which which I've been a massive fan of, and I think if he's got everything together, um, we, we could see you know you know a very strong uh, field mm-hmm. in Paris with both Bol and, and Deng. So, uh um, yeah, you're, you're, you're quite right. And, and I'm also keen to see how Tori backs up after a personal best um, in the 200. I think that's going to be really interesting to watch her run. And look, historically, the 200 isn't extremely quick in Adelaide um, and very depending on, on the climate and conditions. So um, I always I like to say this too, Cam, you know, I think it's really important when it comes to our, our summer season is, is, is watching how it plays out for these athletes because the, the main aim of the game is to qualify for Paris and make sure that we see not six medals like we saw in Budapest, we see 10 medals in Paris. And and, and that's what I, I mean, this is where my head goes when we talk about, you know, what, what the real aim of the game for some of our top stars and our athletes in Australia should always be being the best in the world. And and this sets it up. Um, going to Adelaide, going to Melbourne, going to Sydney, going to Brisbane, going to Nationals. And, and I, I think for our listeners that aren't as, um, I, I guess, as... Um, knowledgeable of track and field. And for those that also are, I think it's about being patient with our athletes and watching them come and just watching them compete. Watch them get out there and watching some of the very best athletes in the world compete and how they handle this situation on Mm -hmm. the day. That's cool, Cam. 
So mm -hmm. we don't always, I, I think we've got to be very careful about how we talk about if it's not a PB or it's not a Australian record or not a world record, um, that it's not a good, and I think historically we've done that very poor in Australia when it comes to our media and understanding what track and field means. I think what track is brilliant is, is the competition. I think that's what we really love. And this season we're going to see in Australia's Olympic year some absolutely red hot competition and some really good racing. So um, if you're, uh, if you, I'm telling you, and, and you know, I, I don't mince my words, Ken. If you I don't. think something is is, is shit, I'm going to call mm. it. I, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case for this summer season. I think you're going to see some some racing and some athletics that's going to be um, really really well, cool, mate, and world class. For a start, it's why we pay you twenty five thousand dollars an episode, so you don't BS us. <laughs> and secondly, everything you just said is on the money. And, and Abby Caldwell's going to join us in a matter of minutes. This eight hundred is this case women's. In point. And that's case this point. You might see these girls 800. in 800, 1500. <laughs> uh, and the, the sorry to cut you off, Cameron, but this is our passion Love about it. this. You're going to mm -hmm. see great racing. You know, and you look at the caliber. You know, the the Hulls, the Corwells. I mean, and and um and uh, uh, Lyndon Hall and and yep. it, it, it's 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 it, you know, Katrina Bissett. You know, and that's just that event for that eight fifteen. Um, you're going to see great racing. I mean, world-class racing here. 57 so, uh, and a half, 57 and a half pacemaker too, Johnny Steph. You know, Bissett, of course, who's ranked seventh, seventh or eighth in the world. She, she's smack bang in that Olympic final. That, that's where that's where she is. These girls are right there. And, well, uh, I challenge uh, any uh, of our uh, listeners yes. to go out, find a track around your, Get, you know, your neighborhood yeah. or your town or city and just mm -hmm. try and run 57 seconds for one lap. No. And you can have as Johnny. much rest as you want and then try and do it again. And you tell we me how have you a listener. We wouldn't have a listener Mate, that could run a 57.5. No chance. Unless you're a pro yeah, athlete. That, that, that doesn't do athletics. <laughs> exactly. Count. Like Abby Caldwell's listening right now. She can do that on her ear. She's going to join us. But that 800-meter that final, and I'm looking forward to Abs talking about the fact that you have to run well. Uh, the whole peaking twice thing is a conversation we've had a lot. But the fact is, it also gives you a really good idea of how good of a form you are in. Well, you roll in Adelaide, if you win that, whoever wins that women's 800-meter final or the women's 800-meter on the weekend is going, you know what? I'm in some form. I should take confidence oh, in this because, honestly, oh, this is a world-class field. And I'm a little disappointed definitely. about Peter Bowl with the little hamstring injury. Of course, you mentioned Joey Dean. Yeah. That would have been great to see. But, you know, we're seeing um, an incredible night and it just feels like mm. it just feels like this continually happens now Johnny Steph in this country yeah. where we yeah. are continually seeing great performances we are now seeing great meets and that hasn't always been the case yeah. and I've said this all the time the athletes give the momentum and garners the interest and this is a perfect example in Adelaide this Saturday mm. night it'll be jam-packed yeah definitely and I, and I think and I think the mediums I mean as much as I also hate them um, but the mediums we have now with social media and YouTube and all and, and what athletes are doing, you know, uh, externally with their own channels, um, because I think you get to see the sport in a very different light compared to, to what it was historically. Um, you know, I will touch on, yeah, it is it is interesting to see Pete pull out. Um, I spoke to him yesterday and... Um, and it's funny, we spoke two days before that and mm -hmm. he didn't mention it to me. And then I saw it on 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 um on um on Instagram and, and spoke to him last night and 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 again it, it, I, th I think he's making the right decision 
you know, the caliber of athlete that he is. And I think what people need to understand too, you know, when you get to the when you get to this the stardom that Peter has now, the pressure that he's had on him over the last year, what he did last year after the what he went through, which I which I think was dis, was a disgrace, um, and, and you know what he's carrying, it, I think that you you've, you've got to be very very careful on how you look after the no body, doubt. and I think he's made an ex- extremely mm-hmm. smart decision um, to make sure that he's a hundred percent when he steps on the track, because people are gonna un- unfortunately the position that he's put himself in now they're gonna expect a hundred percent, and that's why from the top of the show. Um, I make I made it really clear that athletics is a beautiful sport in the sense of I would not know what Winks or Black Caviar or Farlap or or well, who was the winner of the Melbourne Cup this year, Cameron? Without a fight, I would not know what Time Without a Fight did in that mm. Melbourne Cup. What I do know is fantastic racing. What I do know is the build up is sensational. That's we're getting ready for Paris. And um, and this is what why I'm explaining, you know, again with our summer season, how great racing is, and how great our sport is for that ability to race. Um, so yeah, touching on Peter Bowl, really wanted to see him out there running, especially with his training partner and good friend Joseph Deng, um, oh, and all the stars in the men's 800 meters as well. It's an, another hotly tested convent uh, event. So um, but again, uh, we're here to educate Cam and and um and, and we're yes, just shine a light, shine a light on the sport in a very positive light. At the same time, there's question marks about sport that need to be explained as well so uh um yeah but i think it's going to be uh i'm, I'm sad you're not going to be with me in adelaide uh cameron i'm, sad I'm, I'm very sad because I, I know you got a lot of fans that listen to the show mm, uh, you know, know you that, have all yeah it would have been good to see yeah, great I'll, athletics i'll be swatting them away i'll be swatting them away but <laughs> hey, Shaq, uh, but i'm sure uh but i'm Shaq, sure uh, we, tomorrow you'll okay. make up Sorry, for no. in paris shaquille o'neal just walking past yeah i'll, I'll catch you tomorrow all big right. boy they're doing athletic show Listen he he just said he can run a 57 5, 400. I don't believe him, but I'm not going to tell him. Before you go, Shaq used to have a show called Shaq Versus, and he yeah. ran a relay. And if, for our listeners, go on YouTube and, and type in Shaq Versus full on <laughs> relay. And they got stars of track and field like Maurice yeah. Green, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, oh man, it was like um, Bernard Williams and yeah, a few other stars. And, um, and Shaq tore his hemi. He tore mm-hmm. his hemi. He ran the last leg and tore his hemi. So no um, when you when you do catch up with Mark the show, I know you told him you're busy right now. You said, "Hold yeah. on, mate, just give me a minute. Yeah. I'm I'm on House of Athletics with Johnny Steph. You just have to wait." Yeah. When you do get off the show, just go tell him and remind him that Steph watched that live and watched him tore his hamstring at Occidental Track in Los Angeles. He'll laugh. He'll go, "What? No way! You remember that? Yes." <laughs> Uh, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They've got you covered this Valentine's Day. You can save big on fragrances. And all thanks to the Swiss Magnesium Range. Move confidently. On the other side of the break, it is House of Ash. We're going to be joined by Abby Caldwell, who's going to join us all thanks to Sink's Body, keeping you on your feet this summer. Spoil your partner this Valentine's Day. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for big savings on big brand fragrances. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. This is the House of Ats. Johnny, Steph, Cam, Luke, right across the SEN Radio Network. It is the House of Ats, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And, of course, Chemist Warehouse got you covered this Valentine's Day. We're not far away. You can save big on fragrances. And, of course, move confidently with the Swiss Magnesium range. And you know what the magnesium, it gets me through. And, you know, I'm away. And the magnesium just helps me sleep so content when I'm away working hard, Johnny. So a uh, big shout-out to the crew at Swiss. Now... 
Is it fair to no, say no, that no, every no, single time? No, before you started, did you take the yes. multi? Did you take the magnesium before or after the champagne? Once the pilot said on business class, "Boom, we're taking off to uh, to America." Welcome, Mister Luke. Which which part of the magnesium fit into your flight schedule, champ? I had the magnesium gummy prior to the champagne. I got <laughs> I got the Qantas pajamas on. I had a magnesium gummy. In fact, I might have had two. I had a champagne and I slept for eleven hours. Next thing you know, I woke up LA and I was like, oh, "The magnesium's done it again." Oh well, I expect nothing less from you, Cameron. Good. So um, I'm done. glad that now, you got there safely, and we on mm, the show this yeah. week. Seems it. Hey, uh, we have rock stars on this show, right? We just have rock stars. <laughs> Like, absolute superstars, because it's fair to say, Johnny Steph, you were a rock star, but that was 20 years ago. I've never been Long a rock star, so the, fa- the fact is that we need rock stars to join us each and every week, and our next guest is most certainly one of those, not just a rock star, both on and off the track, but when we get to major championships, she brings it out, Johnny Steph, and that's what we want yeah, in our definitely. athletes, right? They stand up on the definitely. biggest stage. Definitely, and and this our next guest has definitely mm-hmm. done that, and it's one that I've always enjoyed watching uh, over the last two years watching her rise because, um, like you said, she gets to the big stage and attacks it. And you've got, to, you've got to think, the, the contender she's got to deal with in Australia before she even gets the international scene <laughs> yes. is, you know, he's, he's like, he's, he's just, is a lot to deal with. And the way she's taken it on has been mm-hmm. fantastic. And I am talking about the one and only Abby Caldwell. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Um, yeah, in the presence of some, some rock stars of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you mean me, not Johnny. So uh, thank you, Ab. Uh, how do we find you? How do we find you in 2024? Such a such a big couple of years, but an even bigger this mm. year, of course. The Olympics not far away, and we're about to fire up this chemist warehouse summer of Ats right here with Adelaide and, and Melbourne. How are you doing? How are you doing right now? I'm good. Um, yeah, I think I'm just like a lot of other people, just ready to fire with the track season underway. You kind of start watching these results coming in, and you just want to get going. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to this year and what's ahead. Um, obviously, being an Olympic year, big year for everyone. Mm. So, I think it's just everyone's scratching to get going. And, I mean, we're, a lot of people say it's a disadvantage in Australia to have a double peak, but I think we're pretty lucky to be able to have our domestic season through our summer to get through that and really enjoy it And before we get to the big shows overseas later in the year. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was going to ask, Abby. We, we talk yeah. about it. It's actually funny. I got in trouble actually this week, Cameron, which I got to talk to you about. Uh, but Again. I always talk about every Again. every episode about how 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 we do have it in Australia. And when I say that, I mean it is it can be a long season for some that are new to it, and those that yourself now you've experienced international competition over the last couple of years. I'm sure you and your coach know exactly how to plan for the year, and that's why you can come out and enjoy the summer season, which there's no doubt. If you're an Australian athlete, there's nothing better than competing at home in front of your friends, in the sun, in some, some of the best tracks really in the world, really. There's some really good competitions, some good tracks over in Australia. But how do you prepare for that being an Olympic year? Have you guys made any changes or have you gone, okay, Budapest, same program, Commonwealth Games before that, same program, and gone, okay, plug and play, let's go straight into Olympic Games come July? Because there is a lot of, I mean, this is Olympics. We all put yeah. so much expectation on it. But has there been any changes for you over the last couple of months in the preseason to go, okay, this is what's going to make me take the next step come, uh, come Paris? Yeah, a little bit. Um, look, Ideally, I think the focus hasn't changed and we still want to attack the domestic Mm. season. And as you said, we're so fortunate to have it that it is fun and I think we should all make the most of it. And with it rising at the moment in Australia, it's why not embrace it? Um, But yeah, going into this domestic season is a little bit different, just being in a different position to 
rather than chasing times and chasing trying to get onto those teams. Um, fortunate enough to have, yeah, put myself in a qualifying position last year, which makes it, yeah, certainly a lot more relaxed heading into the domestic season now and heading so did, into these races. But do you take your foot off the accelerator and sort of go into these meets a little bit underdone and then race yourself into shape? Or, or are you going to go in there feel, with somewhat, how do we call it, maybe with a aiming for a slight double peak, like a small peak for Aussie season, then going to Europe for, for your big peak for, for, for the games? How are you going to play it? Yeah, it, honestly, I think it does have to be a double peak with the quality at the moment in Australia. You can't really get away with just uh, scraping the bottom, bottom of the barrel. So, yeah, it's it really is a double peak. But I think personally love racing, so I'm all for that. And if it get, gives us more opportunity, I think there's enough of a break between domestic nationals in April um, to where you really want to be doing, obviously, absolute best in Paris, not till August. So I think it's very doable. Um, for me, it's yeah, it's going into the domestic season full attack. Like we've got so much quality here at the moment, I don't think you can get away with not being at your peak fitness. So yeah, we've just been leading into this as if it was trying to get to peak fitness any time of year. Um, but obviously, you've got to be conservative where you are, and you've got to be aware of your body and your injuries and niggles. And but yeah, so far so it's smooth sailing. So we'll head in and ready to attack the season. You make a really good point there, Abby. We, we touch a lot on middle distance race. In fact, we probably talk about middle distance running more than anything else on this particular show because we love it so much. We're, we're huge distance fans and we love the tactical aspect of it. But the depth of it, not just worldwide, but here in Australia is nuts. So you, you, you kind of can't pick and choose your moments at different time because if you do, you finish fourth in the Nationals and the whole year gets sort of blown up. If you mm. if you run mm. well in the Nationals and you, and you win another National Championship, which you've done before, then it, it means you are right there. And if you're a little 1% or 2% off, next thing you know, you're, you're sitting at home while these other girls run in Paris. Yeah, exactly. And it's really just not a risk that anyone wants to take. So, yeah, you've really just got to go all in. Tell you what, I'm excited. I know we, we get really overly excited, Johnny, Steph and I, about upcoming events. We, we, we're pumped about Paris. We've got a little uh, nightclub plan for Paris. We'll talk to that a little <laughs> after you've won a medal. We'll, we'll talk to you about it, that. We, we can't wait to hit the croissants. But it, it, this Australian summer of athletics, it, it doesn't ever feel bigger than what it does right now. From the outside looking in, it's exciting. And we're, yeah. we're pumped and the athletes yeah. like yourself are in great form and it, and it really it gives you that momentum. But within the actual game, can you can you feel the intensity? Can you feel how big this Australian summer actually is? Or do you take it one day at a time, the whole cliche thing? Or do you do you sometimes get caught up in it and allow you to give you some momentum? No, I think, yeah, you're spot on. It does give you that momentum. Um, as much as I'd love to be enjoying these events, watching mm-hmm. and appreciating athletics for what it is. I know that when you get to race day, you don't necessarily get to take in the event of what's going on around the atmosphere as much. But as a competitor, like it just brings you up. Like I'm so excited. And I think we got a glimpse of it last year, especially at the Morrow Plant Meet, where it really kicked off. And like just seeing the sheer number of crowd that comes into these events now is so exciting. Like I don't think it would put anyone off. I think there's no reason to not be pumped about what's happening in our domestic season. Um uh, yeah, I'm so impressed with how it's really been developing. Does it, does it feel a little bit special? You're, you're a Melbourneian girl. To, to be able to be involved in such a big event in your backyard, you have family and friends, which isn't always easy to do, not just around Australia, but, but around the world, really. Does it give you that little extra oomph? Oh, 100%. It's like you get people who aren't necessarily in the athletics bubble and they want to come and get around it and 
show you get to showcase what athletics is and being able to show it that it's a sport and it's not necessarily rocking up to an empty stadium. You rock up to a stadium that's got so many events happening. There's people everywhere. Like there's everyone's just up and about, and it's nice to be able to show to the community that that is what athletics is and what it should be. Coming into yeah. Adelaide, uh, Abby, do you expect to be hitting the track, smoking, firing, or do you think you're going to sort of build into come before Adelaide into Melbourne and sort of pick up the pace? Um, will you be disappointed if you don't win Adelaide and you don't win Melbourne? Yeah, I think we're going in full steam ahead for both of them. Um, it's, yeah, every race is going to count for this season. Um but, yeah, I certainly won't be holding back. I think both races will be firing hot. And with the number of girls in the 800 at the moment is just it's insane. Crazy, isn't it? So I think it's, it's bound. They're both bound to be fast races, both like, yeah. yeah, such quality fields and international names coming in as well. I think it's just full attack. Hey, Cam, and I will say this, and, it, and really for, for, for in, in Abby's defence, and I don't want to put words in the mouth or articulate for her what this Olympic season feels like, but we have such a hot event at the 800, and like she's describing the amount of competition she has in her event. Mm-hmm. I have to say, an Olympic year does feel different. It does feel different, Cam, just in the sense of, like Abby said, you when you've got so many great girls in one event and that you can be fourth at nationals and be world-class Cam. Yeah. Be world-class mm-hmm. and potentially be sitting at home with no relay. Mm-hmm. There's not no relay to back up when you still get a, get to go to Olympic games. Well, I was really blessed in 400 and the hundred meters. So if you miss out in the hundred and you make the top six, you potentially can go. If you've got the relay qualified, go away. Um, there is a feeling Cam of, I've got to come correct you. You know, yeah. am I, am I, am I know that sort of that, just that feeling because it's it's hard to say and show, right? Because grand final weekend, you can feel it coming in the air. Melbourne AFL starting or NRL in Sydney, but you got basically three more months of just you know Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, and then nationals. It's it's, it's like it just boils all the way into nationals. Have I got that sort of right, Abs? Oh, it's spot on. It is so spot on. It's and it really is. You've just got to rock up the down and you've got to nail it. Like you said, there's no like, there's no come into grand final weekend and it's just like everyone's starting ready to get going. Like you've just got to rock up to each of these events and ready to go. And I think that's what's the exciting part. I think because it's yeah. no like, oh, that's going to be a average meet. I won't do that one. Or like, I just know that every middle distance event across this domestic season for both male and female is mm-hmm. just going to be like red hot. So tell me something. Cam and I always talk about this, and I want to hear your opinion on it. Is there any mind? Is there, there surely, surely, is there going to be any mind games when it's such tough competition? It does that ramp up more a little bit now through the summer season. Are you hanging out with these girls that you're racing against? Are you are you friendly? You guys training, doing sessions together, or are you? Sort of Abby, a little bit different. I always love asking this question, and so does Cam. Mm-hmm. Where where mm-hmm. are you sitting with this? Oh, I love getting along with our competitors. I think we're so fortunate in our culture that everyone loves to get along. And I know there's always going to be little disputes here and there, but I think our middle distance crop at the moment is the closest from what I've seen has ever been. Um, and you can see it a lot when you compare it to say international competitors in other countries. Like we're one of the few countries where we all come together really well which is pretty nice as an individual sport as well. Like, it's so rare. And I think, like, some of the girls in our middle distance crop, like, yeah, we'll, if we're overseas, we'll 
hook up a training session together. There's no need not to. Like, we're there to help each other. And I know that I think it's the healthiest part about it is we all know that once we're on the track, we're on the track and we're competing against each other. But when you step aside, it's just, yep, there's no need for feud. So you can take a leaf out of Abby's book there, Jay. You want something, don't you? Thank you, Ab. I don't think it's a changed generation. Johnny Steph just wanted to, like, not talk to anyone, didn't like anyone he was competing against. He doesn't want photos taken. He doesn't want to be Facebook or Instagram friends with anyone. He just wants to go out there and, like, dominate them. So it's good to see a new refreshing little sportsmanship or sportswomanship in today's day and age. Hey, just on that, what you were saying before, Ab, it's a really good gauge as well. If you run well in Australia in these meets, it gives you a real idea where you're at. Now, not to say that it wasn't, you know, some strong middle-distance runners over a couple of, you know, decades here in Australia, but there are events where you could roll in and didn't have the high profile, didn't have the oomph, didn't really have the contestants and the and the competitors there, and you can win, and you kind of just have to get a gauge what the clock says more so than anything else. You run well yeah. here in Adelaide. You run in Melbourne really well. You know where you sit going into the Nationals a little while after that. Yeah, well and truly. Like, and I think that's one of the big things about it. It's like you get carried through and, we, yeah, it gives us great indicators that you're not just going out there and, well, oh, I don't know what I could, where I could be in April. Like, I think that these races being so high level that we do get really good indication of that. Do you have a, uh, like a, a tactical idea for every single race? So do you run tactically uh, different races, similar pattern, or do you look at who's in the field? Do you, do you attack it different ways? Do you sit down with your coach and talk about different races? I, we, we love tactical ideas and the tactical analysis of, of athletes around the country and, and the world. How do you look at races tactically? Are they, are they all the same or different? No, I don't think we've ever had anything that's the same. I think we just mm-hmm. look at it and, like, as you said, you look at the field, you look at what you want to get out of it. And I mean, domestically for us, it's you want to get out and win. So... It is very different compared to the international scene where a lot of the races in my experience for the last year or two, a lot of it, I haven't had a choice to be tactical. I've just got to be dragged along and do put it all out there on the, because that's just where my strength was. But I think, yeah, in these races in Australia, it's looking at the races, looking who's running and doing everything I can and using my strengths to win races. Um, I don't think, I think when you do that for the middle distance races that, you run tactically, you run to win, and the times will come with that. Mm-hmm. Abby, is, it, is, is there an athlete that you growing up looked at and looked at their um, – everyone always asked the question, is the athlete you look and aspire to? I want to know, in track and field, was there anybody that you looked at technically and thought, I want to model my running technique and style and the way they attack a race or the way their biomechanics and the way they run? Was there anybody that you looked up to that you admired that you actually sort of somewhat model – you're running now because I know for me was I, I loved Maurice Green. Others thought technically he was unbelievable, and Carl Lewis and I and Quincy yeah. Watts. He was a good 400 meter runner and won a gold in Barcelona in the 400. Yeah. And I loved the way he ran. So everything I did in training was not to emulate them, um, mm. but technically I liked I liked their running gait. I liked what their foot did when he hit the ground. I liked where, how high their heel clearance was over their knee. Just those little things. I want to I want to sort of get granular with you because you're an elite yeah. world class athlete. And those that are listening, I think this is a cool thing to hear. Yeah, and I'm probably going to disappoint you if I'm completely honest with saying <laughs> I wasn't necessarily a major fangirl of the sport and looking at particular people and I want to be like that person and I want to win races like that person. Um, not to say at all that I have always loved athletics, um, but I think I've just appreciated the just watching 
major championships, watching uh, the whole crop of, and I think with distance running still growing, like worldwide, and we're seeing those world records being broken and things, and seeing how the change and the shift in distance running is really has become like, it's gone from tactical racing internationally and, and now everyone's just running fast. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't think I can specifically say that there was one athlete that I really idolised and sorry to disappoint you with that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think... But, is there, really is, but is there a technical it. model? But is there a technical model that you liked, that you watched and gone like... Like, for instance, Sonia O'Sullivan, you watch her run and, you know, her grid or Paula Radcliffe when she ran in the marathon, like this, their style of attack or... or uh, Defar, or, or what was there? Was there somebody technically that you liked and enjoyed, and say, "Oh, I actually like the way they move." Or even now, somebody you watch now and go, "Oh, I really like the way they run." And you know, when you're thinking at training or you're doing a rep, you try and you know, change your hand position or your body position. Or is any of those sort of things take play when you're training now or or thinking now or in the past? I think talking like biomechanically, there wasn't really anything that stood out to me. Um, mm. But I think when you're talking in terms of like athletes that attack, I think speci- like especially coming into the, when I started running my first couple of international races and I kind of t- was taking a lot more note of it, I think the, the likes of like Laura Mueller, who you just watch and she does attack races and it's just pure grit and there's just no fear. She takes it out to anyone, um, whether they're faster than her, slower than her. She's just, she's got that grit. And you can honestly see it in her face. And I think that, if anyone, I'd put it to her um, and you think that she's just got no shame, no fear. And I think there's a lot of that that comes out also in Jess. Um, and we, I've seen that yeah. a lot more in the last 12 yeah. months. And I think there's just the fearlessness of going onto the track and being like, yep, I'm going to go run this today and I'm going to put it out to this person and I'm going to go yeah. sit there and I can do it. Um, well, yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a loaded question, Abby, because you no, actually yeah, answered was. what I felt about mm. yeah, what I felt about you. Because I think you do that. <laughs> I think when you run, is that's that's what I enjoy about watching you is that you're fearless, that you go out there and you, and you give it to anybody that's on the track that you're racing against. So it, I, I I wanted to get into your, your head or, or where <laughs> how and, and you, you answered exactly the two people you named. I think Jess does the same thing. It's what I liked watching at Oregon um, and Laura yeah. Muir. I love watching her run as well because. Um, she, I mean, if you, if you really want to be honest, she's the, one of the first, um, you know, you know, European British runners that have been able to really take it to in the in the distance running game. Like the way she's done over the mm. last five years has been amazing through a number of events. Um, so that's awesome, awesome to hear, Abby. And um, no, yeah, hang hang well, on, before you go any further, it was a loaded question, Ab, because what he wanted you to say was, yeah, when I was like <laughs> five, the Commonwealth Games were in Melbourne, and I didn't know much yeah, about athletics, and then you won the four hundred. Yeah. Can you imagine if that's where my mind was going? I swear it wasn't, but can you imagine if it was where my mind was going? How sick and twisted I would be. I have stopped. Like, I have I'm, stopped I'm sure, trying no, wait, to get I'm inside sure your competed. mind. <laughs> wait, I'm sure I competed on a team with Abby. <laughs> so, Ab, Ab, I don't know if you, you probably have no idea what we're talking about, but we, when we first did this show, we've been, you know, eight or nine months into it. Every time yeah. somebody would come on, he would be like, yeah, I, I competed on a team with this particular person. And we were talking to, you know, you know, <laughs> Jess Hull, who's like 23 years of age. Like, Johnny's been retired 15 damn years. So, we'll say this. Ab, you know, you would have been 11 when Johnny retired, but did you compete on a team with, with Abby John or not? 
Uh, Why did you that? Sorry, just, just, see, I love this girl. I love you, man. Seriously, when I see that, like, you're getting a massive hug from me. You see, Cam? That's how you oh, treat dude, people, what... the way Abby's being nice to me. You see this? That's what she wants, a hug from you when she's better prepare for her uh, 800. <laughs> hey, if you could go back, could you, if you got a favourite ever race, like, you know, national championship, now national record, a, a Com Games bronze, do you look back, is there is there one particular race you look back on and, and, and think it's right now at this time in your career it's it's your favorite honestly i think and i think a lot of people would expect me to say the com games bronze but if i'm completely honest i think it would be going back to my first night na- uh, national champ and mm. a couple of years ago i think that was for me the biggest indicator of like oh shit like i can kind of do this and i kind of had that realization of like yeah actually like and it gave me a lot of confidence so i reckon mm-hmm. i would put that down as my favorite race not necessarily because it was executed well because uh it was fast or anything i think it was just like for me it was the flick of the switch being like oh hang on like somewhere with this and i really want to take this to the next level you still studying yeah part-time how, how do you how do you go with the balance like do you do you, do you find it tough is it a, is it a great distraction you now correct me if i'm wrong is it is it science or health science or something similar is it science yeah yeah. yeah. So how do you like how do you find that balance? Is it something you enjoy enough to be able to understand how much it helps you keep you a little mentally or, or physically prepared for athletics? Yeah, I actually think it keeps me mentally sane to be honest. I think if I was all in on athletics and had no outlet, I'd almost probably just drive myself up the wall and I yeah, I think it having that outlet of something to do, take something to take my mind away from it, um, has been a massive help. And even I think we're fortunate now that have been able to do these things online so I can be overseas and sitting around doing training for three weeks and not going absolutely insane waiting for my next race where I have got that next thing to do. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it's been the best thing that I could have done is balance the both. And like, yeah, of course things get tough, but like uni's going to be tough for anyone at any points and there's going to be hurdles. And I think it's just managing and prioritizing when you're wanting to put your focus onto uni, when you're putting it onto the track. Now, I'm going to, before we let you go, we always appreciate your time. You are a rock star, and we can't wait to see what you're going to unleash, not just in the next couple of weeks, but as we head towards Paris. But I, I've got this crazy idea I've been trying to push for a little while. Johnny Steph's not 100% on board. Uh, Lord Sebastian Coe loves the idea, so I'm going to go with Seth. But this is what, <laughs> you and you are, you are a world championship medalist in the world championship relay when you got to uh, at Bathurst, what's that, about 12 months ago now. I, I firmly yeah, believe... Awesome that you should have either individual cross-country or relay cross-country in the Olympic Games and have it more scenic. You know, it might be a 12 or 13K uh, individual cross-country and you can just roll into the beautiful countryside or whatever country it might be, or a relay like you're a part of. Good idea. Yeah. Look look at Abby's face. Just Thank what you. are saying, Thank her you. whole face, Jayla. Like, go on, Abs. No, I'm intrigued really to see where this Loves is going. It. Loves it. No, Brilliant I'm, idea, isn't I think it? I'm, I'm a big advocate for this. I think... From a mm-hmm. spectator's view as well, and particularly after seeing what what happened in Bathurst, and it's like we're talking remote Australia, and how many people yeah. got there and got around it, and like I know being a hometown advantage, we did have that crowd, but I think it would be a great spectacle for the Olympics. Um, mm. I think we're seeing it in the race walks as well. They've put in a relay there and making that a big um, get around that kind of thing. So I I'm all for it. Hey, man, imagine particularly you won't see me in the cross country again. I think that's. Steer away from the longer distances as long as possible. 
I, look, I, I just think, like, imagine, you know, rolling through in Brisbane and, of course, you know, at eight years' time, but, you know, over a hay bale, through a winery and through the, the vines and then, you know, through some type of little mini dam. I just think it, I, I thought Bathurst was brilliant. The way that it was done was outstanding. Yeah. It helps when the Australians compete so well like you did. But I, I've always thought the Olympics could add to it. 12 or 13K, it's a bit off the 10K on the track, not quite the marathon and... Just get down and dirty, I think, out on the streets and the paddocks or whatever country we're in. I think it's a great idea. I reckon you're on to it. I'd actually love to hear what you're not a fan of, John. No, no, I'm a fan. I'm a massive fan of the world cross country. I love it. Yeah. I, I think I, what I'm trying to explain to Cam is that historically mm. that's been a winter sort of because you prepare. Mm. So you mm. won't be able to see that. would be cool. Well, because you have to make a decision whether she runs the 800, mm. Cameron, at the Olympic mm. Games or she does the cross country because it's, it's different mm-hmm. preparation. Am I correct with that? Abby? Yeah. So so th- no. this is why I said this the scheduling as far as the event, big fan of the yeah. event. And I, and, yeah, and, well, I, and I love it. So uh, I'm, all for, mind you, I'm all for change. Mind you, I like Abby. disrupting Abby, Johnny, so I like it. Johnny didn't realise that there was more events after one lap. You do one lap and he's out of here and he's like, oh, there's other events on, is there? You know? <laughs> have you ever have you ever YouTube Johnny Steph running an 800 before? I've done one. what I'm doing after this then. No, 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 Abby. I've done one, Abby, and I and I was smart enough to do one and one only, and I got the hell out of there. And it it was it was. It you was want to go past most... one? No, oh, it was so. Hard. It was one of the, I, it was I, one of the technically worst run eight hundred meters you'll ever see. Looking forward to looking this one up, actually. Yeah. Abby, firstly, we have to apologise for taking so long to get you on the show because you are a star and yes. we can't wait what you're going to do definitely. in the next few months. So definitely. thank you for finally jumping on and chatting to us and we most definitely will chat to you, uh, if not Without right before doubt. Paris, but when you've got a mill around your neck. So good luck uh, in Australia and internationally. Thank you. Thanks Massive so much. Fan, Abby. Well done. It. Good luck in Adelaide and Melbourne. Can't wait to see you out there. Thank you. Beautiful Appreciate done. it, guys. Superstar, Abby Caldwell, of course. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They have it covered this Valentine's Day. Save big on fragrances. Yes. Johnny Steph's in the house. Cam Luke. And, of course, all our interviews. Every two- person we chat to is all thanks to Sink's Body, keeping you on your feet this summer. Quick break. Plenty more House of Aths next. Spoil your partner this Valentine's Day. Rush to the Chemist Warehouse for big savings on big brand fragrances. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. This is the House of Ats. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, John Stephenson, Cam Luke. If you want to hear back, they'd be called World Chat. It was outstanding. Make sure you podcast at scn.com.au. It all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. And they have you covered this Valentine's Day. Save big on fragrances and always move confidently with the Swiss Magnesium range. Now, talking about athletes in unbelievable form... And to be fair, this woman feels like she's in great form each and every year, but I'm talking Jess Hull, who just went to Boston, little short track, yeah. sixth fastest of all time in Boston over the 3K at 824.93, mm. outstanding. And in the end, she's already said, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to get there and I want to show everyone how good I am. And she proved it early in the 2024. Yeah, amazing. And, you know, it, it shows all her experience through college running mm-hmm. um, that she's able just to, you know, get up. And I think it's very smart of her doing indoors because it's something she's done for years through college. So I love her Olympic prep. I think I think that was really smart. I think that's really cool. Takes a bit of pressure off her 
um, for the Aussie season in the sense of setting Australian record. Um, she knows what shape she's in. Fakes and the high performance team will take all these all these events in consideration when, and the selectors when making the selection, especially with caliber Jess Hull. Um, but also on the international scene, um, I, I might have to eat my words a little bit here, Cam, um, because me- Noah Lyle's really, really impressed me in the 60s. Yes. Um, really impressed me. <laughs> and uh, I didn't think he had that ability to to be able to run over the top of some real fast starters. And mm-hmm. he has ran the fastest time, um, you know, of the year. And I think it's I think it's one of one of one of the all time fastest thing top five. It's it's amazing, right? Um, but I I I yeah I, I've been a real hard marker. He's Cam, real hard marker. No allows. If he continues doing what he's doing mm-hmm. and running the way he ran at 60, I don't see anybody beating him in Paris. I anyway. think he, I think he, it, not, I'm specifically talking about Paris because everyone knows that's the, the holy grail this year. No, but I, for, sorry, I meant in any distance. Field. In any distance. Any I distance, think I mean, not anywhere. He's pos- any distance. I think Ooh. he. Pos- I think he's. I've been a hard mark when last year they came out and they and they said mm-hmm. you know they, they started making comparisons to Usain and you know my comments were on that I was completely mm-hmm. against it because I, I thought it was way premature. Mm-hmm. If he does what he did in that sixteen, continues to run the way he's running and goes to Olympic games, I think it'll be very very hard to beat in one two, um, and God willing, their four by one is on point, um, and God willing, he also runs the four by four. If he does that, I I, I think. Cameron, he is a legitimate, legitimate superstar that can transcend transcend our sport legitimately. I oh. I just thought that sixty, and it's not just true one race. I'm not looking at the time. I watched the way he ran, and he, he ran with purpose. I mean, it, it just it was just it was just awesome. It was the, I saw something different. I seen never seen. I didn't see it in Budapest, and I just thought, wow, what I thought, what this guy this guy has it. He really does. It's a it's a big thing, one, for you to eat words, but two, it's a big thing for athletics, right? Because it's very hard, and we see it in all sports when there is a, a shadow that still looms over the sport, like Usain Bolt. Occasionally, it doesn't, it doesn't diminish what these athletes are doing, but in the eyes of the non-athletics fans, sometimes it can take Correct. a little extra to Correct. get them excited. And that's Correct. unfortunate where the sport, and a lot of sports outside of the major sports in any different country. So if he was able to do what you are now starting to believe he can do and just go nuts in Paris, and I think it's it's yeah. it's, it's unbelievably... I, I want to see a fast 100-metre men's final, and I want to see six athletes getting across the line all at once. But honestly, probably more so, I want to see Lyles go bang, 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 bang. I want him to win all four. I want him to go yeah. absolutely I nuts. Because I think it'll be better for the sport. As much as a great race in the 100, he gets tipped in a 200 or vice versa, and he doesn't run the four before. Yeah, you know, I, I get all of it, but I, I think best for the sport is when possible goats are goating. I don't think he'll ever get past Usain Bolt, but I am saying right now, if he does something yeah, big well like said. that, it's great for athletes. Yeah, I agree. Um, agree. For Chemist Warehouse, hard to believe it, but um, we're going to get to an ad break because Johnny Steph has to swallow said words. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Plenty more next. <laughs> Spoil your partner this Valentine's Day. Rush to the Chemist Warehouse for big savings on big brand fragrances. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. This is the House of Ats.
Johnny, Steph, Cam, Luke, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse right around the SEN Radio Network. This is the House of Hats. And move confidently with the Swiss Magnesium range. Johnny. Yes. Give me something. Give me a prediction, something. Lock it in that's going to happen in Adelaide. Give me something that's going to happen. That That is that is really, really tough, Cam. That is, you've really put me on the spot. Cause I, oh, no, I, I have. You've really put me on the spot, but I'd mm-hmm. have to. I'd have to say, oh man, that. Oh, Cam, why did you do that to me? Because I, I, what, what I can get. Listen, what I what I can what I can guarantee is that we're going to see a start of the summer series that is going to have performances that is going to mm-hmm. have people um, getting very excited for Melbourne, which is the following week. So um, that I can guarantee want, is going to happen. You want me to give you one? You want me to give you one? I'd love to. Hear Lock it, it in. Huh? Lock it in. Mm-hmm. The winner will break two minutes in the 800 metre women's race. No. Lock no. it in. Lock it. I'm telling you. No, no, no. The only, the only be... reason why oh, I say that is, is, yes. is the only reason why I say that is that mm-hmm. it, it's going to be dependent on conditions. That's it. I will say that. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. Okay, what is the weather in Adelaide? I oh, yeah, I am currently overseas. Do we have any if it's idea? a warm if it's a warm balmy night yep. as Adelaide can put on at this time of year, you, you then know they'll, they'll run fast. You know, I want to go one step further. Stuff the conditions. The winner will break two minutes, <laughs> and we're going to be psyched Love it. for Mori Plan. Love it. All well, thanks to I, I, Warehouse. I hope so. All thanks to the Swiss and the Magnesium Range. We're getting out of here. See you, Johnny Steph. See you, brother.